All right, well, uh, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to Ayers Christian Center Church and what we have to talk about today. All right, we're going to get into a, a new subject. I know we've, you know, we've been talking about uninvested connection, but we're going to, the Lord, do a little shift this week in Audible. Uh, we're going to talk about flowing in the spirit. We had a wonderful gift and a calling class on Friday, and we kind of just walked through, you know, preparing sermons, but we just talked about the different uh, ways of, of navigating through the Bible. Our next gift and calling class, we're going to talk about how to interpret scriptures. But we spent some time talking about the difference between parables, allegories, uh, you know, sermon prep, you know, the, the structure and the, uh, the script. But we also spent a little bit of time talking about, you know, some people flow and some people have a script and you need both. But we really just want to... Um, uh, spend some time just talking about flowing in the spirit because this is like we was talking about this this morning in the uh, Master Life Discipleship class at 915 and we were saying how you you know just as a foundation men are equipped with uh, dominantly logic it doesn't mean that that men don't have emotion women are God, at God's best, equipped them with emotion. It's a, it's a wonderful benefit. Um, but it doesn't mean that they don't have logic, right? But we just said dominate. So we were talking about, we talk about this in the relationship boot camp and our marriage uh, sessions, how I, you know, really the flow of my wife, I got to lay down my logic because my logic can't process her emotions <laughs> at all. Could I get an amen from the brothers? <laughs> right? And so... And so, but she has to lay down her emotions to, to, to be able to flow with me, to understand me. And so God set us up where we both have to submit ourselves unto one another. We have to give up what's important to us. You know, like, you know, God could say something logical and, and the wife would be like, I don't feel that that's true. Well, I just don't feel, I feel different. It has nothing to do with feelings. It's, it's, it's logically what that person needs you to understand. Well, she could say, say something emotional, and I'm like, that don't even make sense. Ain't got nothing to do with it. it makes sense. It's something that's dear to her heart. But the logic and emotions, the intellect and the emotions have to be laid down to flow with God. To really embrace God, to walk by faith and not by sight, there is no logic or emotions that's going to help you to do that. And so, so just as we have to do something to, to be in communion as husband and wife, we have to do something to be in communion with God. And it's hard because all the things that take faith, we can't control. And something in our life, especially if you've been abused, you've been hurt, you've been played. I know I was sharing this with a young man from uh, uh, um, Florida. And I was telling him, you know, I, I grew up... I, no, no, he actually from another country. He's not from Florida. But I told him, I said, I grew up, I ain't trust nobody. Because that North, New Jersey, I just didn't trust nobody. And it was easy not to do because I could come up with a lot of scenarios where I couldn't trust people. Logically. So God shows up and introduces me, Gerard, to this life of faith. And it doesn't line up with my logic. You feel me, don't you? Yeah, you know, because you like you try to uh, master it in your mind, but all the things that God tries to get us to do, you can't master it with your mind, and you can't, you don't feel it. 
there's lots of we want to move when we feel it. Like I feel this is a faith move. But a lot of your greatest faith moves ain't got nothing to do with how you feel. Right? So so let's let's go here to uh 1 Corinthians 2. Actually, I love what we're talking. I love anything with faith and flowing with the spirit. So uh I probably could do this without without my outline. But I'm gonna flow with the outline until the Holy Spirit tells me to do otherwise, okay? So 1 Corinthians uh, 2. I love this passage too. I love this chapter actually. Uh, so let's, let's, we'll do verses 4 and 5. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 4 and 5. It says, and, and this is Paul talking, he says, uh, and, my, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of spirit and of power. So he said, he said, I communicated some things to you, but it wasn't about, uh, it, it, it wasn't, it might not have, have, have had the, 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 uh, the, the, the orator flair to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, it might not have uh, been as dynamic. It didn't tickle your intellect or make you feel good emotionally, but it was in demonstration of spirit, demonstration of spirit and power. And he, and he explained further in verse 5 why he, fought, he flowed like this. He said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, again, what he's saying is your faith, like to, to, to stay in faith. And we talked about this in Mass Life this morning. Like when God reveals something to you in the word, you got to stay in it. You know, you buy me, my words are buying you. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto me. You, you got you to gotta jump in it like, like jumping in a pool and you got to stay in there until you experience the manifestation of what God has showed you, right? And so he's saying that to have that level of faith to stand in there, it's not, you're not going to stand in there if you're looking for man's wisdom to authenticate, endorse, or to encourage or inspire you to stay in there. Because as soon as you start listening to man, you're going to be tempted to, well, you know, maybe I should move. Maybe it's not coming. We talked about a master life class this morning how it don't feel like it's going to happen. Because it's not about signs, it's about faith. Right? It's not about a, a strategy or logic, it's about faith. So as much as we are doing, and we talked about this in Master Life this morning, there's so much God wants to give us, but he can't give it to us because it takes faith. See, yeah, yeah, God can give you a truth. I know some people in here, they're on that word. They know that word. That's just one part of it. We talked about that, right? And we talked about God's truth plus our faith equals the manifestation. So it's not enough just to know that word, man. Now, some of us are struggling in knowing the word. I, I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, some of us are, are scholars. You can go to some churches, the person will flip and trip you all over the Bible. They'll tell you to, uh, uh, they'll break down all the homiletics. That, that, you know, they'll use the allegories. We talked about this in, in, a, in the gift of the allegories. They'll hit you with the similes, the metaphors, and everything else. Add some flavor and then sing a song. Why they're wiping their forehead with a handkerchief. But that doesn't mean because they have truth, they're attaching their faith to it. Amen. Right? And so that affects the flow. See, the Holy Spirit can't flow without that faith. Right? 
right, so don't mistake, like, even when you get to a place where you have, you know, you got a peace in the spirit. Don't mistake the, the, the peace of the Holy Ghost for the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't mistake the peace of the Holy Spirit for the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that peace is when you get, when your sins are forgiven and you are justified as a, an heir in the kingdom. Amen. Right? Yeah, but don't, don't, don't think it stops there. There's, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's an advanced level. I don't want to skip, but I got to flow with the Holy Spirit. Let's go here in Luke uh, 4. It's a little audible. I don't even know if y'all have that scripture for the people that are looking online. I think it's in there somewhere. It might be supposed to be next week, but I have to give it to you now because of what I just talked about. So Luke chapter 4. You know, now, now Luke chapter 4 is similar to... Uh, it's, 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 it's similar to how Jesus was transitioning out of Matthew 4 when he was tempted of the devil, you know, and then after uh, he passed all the tests, it says the devil fleed him from a season. So, so around this time, you know, uh, God was saying right before the temptation, he said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. We know that in Matthew uh, 3, th uh, 17. So after he said, this is my son well pleased. Now look, God showed up and endorsed him. The next thing that happened was he was in the wilderness. The next thing. See, we think that the, the, the blessing is the rest. But the next thing after he was blessed, he went into the wilderness to be tested. Right? And so, so let's look here at what, what, what's taking place here in Luke 4. It says, in Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, because remember the Holy Spirit fell on him like a dove. It says, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led of the Spirit in the wilderness. So this was after he was endorsed by God, right? And, and so it talks about him being tempted, just like in Matthew 4. He goes through all these uh, different temptations. And the last one, verse 12, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Look, and so... Verse 13, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed him for a season. You know, the devil leaves for a season thinking he may have another opportunity to, to get you, right? All right, but look at verse 14. Now, verse 1, if you go back to verse 1, Jesus was what? Being, being full of the Holy Ghost, that's when the Holy Spirit fell on him like a dove, right? Verse 14, and Jesus returned after he passed the test in the wilderness in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. So it wasn't just the, uh, the indwelling. There was an infilling. We'll get into that a little later, right? So, so don't mistake the peace of the Holy Spirit for the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't rest in just being converted. Don't rest in conversion and not press to outpouring. Don't rest in the infilling and not press to the outpouring, right? And I'll explain all this in a, in a few minutes. So this is the thing. The goal is to have power with God and man. Remember it says Jesus waxed strong in spirit and he had power with God and man. Right? He had power with God and man. And this is the thing. So we're talking about uh, flowing in the spirit and the flowing in the spirit takes place when the, when, the, when, the, when the spirit moves, when the Holy Spirit is moving. And uh, I heard this by Smith Wigglesworth. I uh, read this some years ago. He says, if, if the spirit doesn't move, I move the spirit. If the spirit ain't moving, I move the spirit. If the spirit is not moving, I move the spirit. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> you got what I just said. So you say, oh, here we go again. So we're trying to 
control the Holy Spirit or to control God, right? But, but let's look here at Acts 10. Let's look here at Acts 10 because I don't never like to just make a statement. I don't take my word for it. It's in the book, right? So let's look at Acts 10 and we'll read uh, verse 44. All right, so Jesus is ministering to these guys, you know, uh, uh, not Jesus, but Peter's ministering to these guys. Um, and, you know, he's talking about like, you know, have you, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And it was like, we don't know if there's any other baptism. <laughs> he says, oh, well, we was just baptized in the water like with John. So, so he, he was talking to him about being baptized, submerged in the spirit, right? And so uh, verse 40 says, As while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them, which had heard the word while he was speaking. So he was talking about the Holy Spirit. While he was talking about them, he didn't lay hands or nothing. I'll give you some accounts with somebody lay hands. He didn't lay hands or nothing. The Holy Spirit fell on them. Right? Fell on them. There was an outpouring that fell on while he spake. Right? And so he did something to move the Spirit. Look, look. Uh, what is it? Uh, he was telling Jesus, uh, verse 11, I mean, chapter 11, verse 15. Jesus, Peter's telling the story because they didn't think the Gentiles should receive the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. But, the, but Jesus goes through this. Simon goes through something. He talks to Peter. He recognizes that they're supposed to receive it. He speaks to him and says, well, the Lord sent me to you because you guys are supposed to receive the Holy Spirit too, right? Not just the children of Israel, right? So then he's telling this story because they're like, man, why'd you go to them? They ain't on our team. They ain't with us. And verse verse. 15 chapter 11 he says and as I began to speak the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning well I'll show you when it fell on them he's like same thing happened to them see he he was just going to tell them something when the Holy Spirit fell on them that was his confirmation now but 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 his obedience moved the Holy Spirit his obedience moved the Holy Spirit and so, so we can move, we can, we can uh, uh, excite or, or please the Holy Spirit so much that he shows up. Like he's going to show up in here today because we're talking about him. You talk about the Holy Spirit, he shows up. And this is Acts chapter 4. Let's go over here. Something else moves the Holy Spirit. Agreement. Agreement. You know, a lot of people are looking for the moves of God and agreement is important. You know, agreement is more coming together in agreement is important, right? Let's go here to Acts. Uh, I'm going to highlight probably 32, but I'm going to start here reading at 28. Acts 4, 28. It says, for, for, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determine before to be done. And this is disciples getting together and they're praying in agreement. They're praying in agreement. You know, they've seen some things move earlier um, and they recognize they're under attack. So they call, you know, they go to God to pray. To pray. Uh, this is something 
that I pray all the time, but for whosoever with thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own and had all things in, in common. Verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of land and houses sold them and bought the price of the things that were sold. So here you see agreement. They got an agreement. They prayed for boldness. Holy Spirit showed up and power showed up. And from that point on, it said there was great power and great grace upon them. And it said that they, they gave witness of Jesus' resurrection, not by enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of power. So, you know, if our life is just going to be limited to pleasures and no power, listen, does pleasures really fulfill you? I didn't say it didn't thrill you, but does it fulfill you? So if we're just going to limit our life on thrills and never be fulfilled. We had a conversation some years ago, and my wife said, you know, I, never, I haven't seen a fulfilling relationship in my family. You know, and I looked and I said, well, I haven't seen a whole lot of fulfilling relationships. I'm not saying people don't get along, have good days and bad. I'm talking about fulfillment. And, and so, so I was meditating on that, and I realized I, I rarely see fulfilling relationships in the kingdom. Very few people are all in. Very few people advance into experiencing the, 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 uh, where their cup run over. As David said, my cup runneth over in Psalm 23, right? And, and it's, 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 you, can't, uh, you, you can't measure it. There's no comparison to being filled and fulfilled in the kingdom with the presence and the power of God saturating your life, there's, there's not, that nothing. I, I remember the first time I ever taught, uh, I was in youth ministry some years ago, it was in the 90s, early 90s. And so when you first join a youth ministry, they have you teach after, you have to be there for six weeks. And after six weeks, you're in the rotation to teach. And so I had never... I was in the Word. I, I, was, I carried my Bible everywhere I went, but I had never taught, you know, on a platform. So I taught on Galatians 4, 1 and 2, uh, King's Kids, you know, the heir of Scripture, our foundation of Scripture. And so I was teaching, uh, like, I, I felt something over me, and I just started flowing. But then it was so uncomfortable, I couldn't control it. I jumped back to my notes, you know, <laughs> and, and, but then that presence would leave. But then I just start flowing, you know, and, 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 and it, was, it was amazing. So, so I got out, went out in the car. I said, well, Holy Spirit, what was that? I, so I felt like, you know, you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a former basketball player. So I said, man, Holy Spirit, I felt like I scored 70 points in the game. You know, what was that? He was like, well, that's what I designed you to do. That's when I realized I was supposed to uh, minister because I was pursuing basketball at that point. And, but that presence, I couldn't, I only had one other time that I felt that presence and it was greater than that. And it's when I decided to stop compromising my life. I, I was living in a living relationship, you know, sex outside of marriage, all right? So, uh, and so 
you know, I, I kept getting this pull, you know, I, I, I just, to be transparent with y'all, I really just went to a club and, and I heard this song by the Winans, bought the album, and it was another song on the album that said, Straighten My Life Out Again. It's a phenomenal song. Still on my playlist, right? And so I felt God pulling on me. And so I said, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a crucial and unpopular decision. I'm going to have to do what's right in the midst of all that my momentum is taking me doing wrong. So what I did was left the relationship because uh, uh, I knew that was one of my issues with coming to God. My other one was music. Gave up all my albums. And then uh, I'm walking down the street talking to God. Now, I had talked to God before, but I had been, you know how you can just forget about conversations with God? Anybody relate to that? You know, like, like when you're not engaging them anymore. Maybe you're not comfortable. Maybe you don't think you're worthy. And so I'm talking to God, and when I open my mouth to start talking to him, as I kid you not, just the only way I can describe it, I feel like somebody poured warm honey over my head. Just pray. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a church veteran. I'm not a scripture veteran. I, I was barely going to church, and I was only going to listen to the choirs, right? And But that presence that fell on me, I could not logically explain it. But I knew it was God. That day, I said, okay, Lord, I am so sorry. I will never cut my connection off with you ever again. I said, matter of fact, I vow to you. See, see, if I'm going to commit, I got to commit. I got to give something. I vow to you I'm not having sex till I get married. That was big for me. You know, it might not be big for you, but that was major, <laughs> right? And, and so that presence was... The, the, the presence of God was phenomenal. And this is, this is you, know, you ever walk around and you, you're fighting depression? Do you know how, I know you, I know, you know people diagnosed. We're not talking about diagnosis. You know, you know a lot of people fight depression. There's a sense of, man, I'm just, I just don't want to do nothing. I want to sleep all day. Or, man, just forget it, man. I, it probably never going to happen anyway. Just something happens where you, you get tired of the fight, right? Well, that void is supposed to be quenched by the spirit. And so what, but, but what the adversary does is, man, you look like you're feeling bad. Hey, hey, why don't you watch these videos and get you this little moment of pleasure? That should help you out. It's a temporary fix, but when you come out of that pleasure, the hole's deeper. Hey, man, why don't you smoke some of this? You come up out that high, the hole is deeper. Man, why don't you crack this bottle? You come up out that drunk, the hole is deeper. It doesn't quench your thirst, it creates more. Literally, you know, alcohol dehydrates you, right? All right, so, so, so what, what, what God is saying, hey, come unto me. Drink of me. This water I'll give you, you'll never thirst again. Right? That's what it says in John, right? I, I, I'm sorry, y'all messing y'all up with the people online. But it's John, right? John chapter 7? We're we, we going to get to the scripture. I just jumped ahead. To, let's go to Acts 16. Because we talked about if the spirit don't move, move the spirit. If the spirit don't move, move the spirit. And I love this passage. Acts 16, verse 25. Now, now, now Acts, what is that? What, what, if, if, I, if, I, if you never read the Bible, I said, what you probably want to read is Acts. What's the first thing you're going to think about? Some Acts. Some things that happened. Right? <laughs> Boy, this chapter, man, this book, 
you're going to see the Holy Spirit all through the book. And you, it's hard for you to go back to logic and emotions when you experience the power of God. When, you, when, you, when God moves, man, you ain't thinking about logic because it, it, it logically makes no sense. It makes no sense. When God drops something in you, you say it, you don't know why you're saying it, you don't want to say it when you logically think about what you have to say, and the person goes, how would you even know that? Who told you that? Gerard, wait a minute. You talked to my cousin, didn't you? You don't even know the person's cousin. Something happens to that. Remember Jesus at the well, he's talking to the person, talking to the young lady. He said, hey, he said, he talked about that water, right? Oh, no, no, give me a drink. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to give you a drink, and a, and a drink I give you, you'll never thirst. She's like, who are you? And he said, he said, he says, uh, he says, well, go get your husband. He says, well, he said, I don't have a husband. He said, I know you don't. And the last five people you went are not your husband. She's like, how does this dude know I've been sleeping with, with people's husbands? It impacted her so greatly. No, not Jesus breaking down scripture, not Jesus, you know, being pompous or whatever. No, no, not because he was a good order. There was demonstration of power. He said, she said, she ran out. Look, he created a witness. By using power. She ran out to the city. Hey, hey, come see a man. No, no, he told me everything that's going on in my life. He told her he operated in what's called a word of uh, knowledge, uh, 1 Corinthians 12. One of the nine gifts of the spirit, a word of knowledge, talks about the, the past and the present. So you could talk about what's going on in the person's life or what has happened in a person's life. See, a word of wisdom when Gerard told that person something that was going to happen, that, that's a word of wisdom. That's talking about the future. You know, people try to bottle it up. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a baseline of prophecy, but prophecy is God speaking through that person. Literally, the person is the vessel, but God himself is talking through the person. That's prophecy. That's all 1 Corinthians um, 12, right? 1 through 12, right? Breaks down all the gifts, right? So, so we're going to talk about that too, right? So Acts, <laughs> Acts, yeah, 16, 25. Acts 16. So look, so, so Paul got he's locked up in prison. Some of us locked up in prison. Like, uh, like the kids used to tell me when I worked in corrections, my life's over. It's like, dude, you're like 16. You know, you know, I think I'm 30-something at the time. I'm saying, well, if your life's over, I'm in trouble. You're like 16. But so, so but Paul and Silas gets locked up, and they say, hey, we need a move of the Holy Spirit. Let's activate them. <laughs> Look at this. Look, let's, let's <laughs> Look at, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Boldly singing praises unto God. You locked up. Y'all know anybody locked up going to be singing praises unto God? They don't want nobody to think they're weak, right? But they was about to show them they wasn't weak. And it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out a sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had, had fled. And Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Nobody left. 
was free and nobody left. It says, then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling. Look, and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He, look, it didn't say they preached a sermon. It didn't say they go, you going to hell. You ain't living right. Didn't say none of that. It said they demonstrated power. Holy Spirit showed up. No one around the presence of God wants to be the same. Nobody. But let, let me ask you something. Are we walking in power? I, listen, listen. So, so you get mad if you want to. I, I know we protested. We actually believe we're going to change the world through protesting. Man, I, listen, I, I, I just got to be obedient. We, hey, we working hard. I never in the history of me living on this earth, it's only been 58 years, only 58 years, for some of y'all trying to say, that's old, only 58 years, I have never seen everywhere I look people talking about voting. And, it's, and, and, and their angle is, we're going to change the world. Really? I've never seen nobody commit a crime. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. We, I did some crimes. I ain't never seen nobody commit a crime and go, hey, 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 who's in office before I do this? What's the policies? Did they do the reform? My bad, man. Now, hey, I would have stuck you up, but because there's a reform out here, man, you know, I can't do it now. Are we serious? Are we serious right now? <laughs> My point is, power changes people. That's what's going to change. When the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. All Christ is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, waiting for us to get in our place as children of God. That's what changes people. Do you know? Do you you know that's how you get in that job? Because of the power of the presence of God? I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to her. <laughs> right? You ain't getting a job just because you're smart. It's, 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 it's the power and the presence of God. that It shakes up. I don't know why. Listen, I know a guy. He's in Texas. He goes into an interview. He's unqualified. He says something he learned. He worked with us in youth ministry. He says something he learned in youth ministry. They call him back and says, listen, man, be honest. You don't even qualify for this job. But you spoke some things out, and we got to have you in this atmosphere. I believe you can change this atmosphere. So I'd rather have you change an atmosphere. We teach you all other stuff. That dude, he's, he's elevated from that point on. He travels around the world, Singapore and all types of stuff. See, something happens when God shows up. So we're, so we're Christians. Fine, let everybody do all the things they want to do, but what we're supposed to be doing? Manifesting the power of God? No, no, if you really care, if whatever color you want to pick, lives matter, then we should be getting in God's presence as Christians. I'm just saying. Right? So, 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 so we got to flow with the Spirit, man. But you can't hear the Spirit if you're consumed in the world. If you're consumed in the flesh. Man, walking around talking about how we feel, man. Like, like, stop. 
But I feel, I feel I'm like this. Listen, well, I feel I, I you know, I, I, I was born this way. I just can't help but to steal. I was born this way. Well, the Bible says you must be born again. It says born of water and of the spirit. Submerged in water and in the spirit. So everybody falls under that category. You must be born again. Now, that takes away everybody's excuses. I feel this way. Well, let's get you out of your feelings and into the spirit. How about that? It's not about our feelings or our intellect. It's about the power of God. It's not enticing words of man's wisdom. It's in demonstration of power. That's what the issue is. That's what, hey, that's why you're feeling that funk. That's why sometimes you, you sometimes, you know, uh, you feel tired. What is it? I don't feel no way it's tired. That's, that's a, <laughs> what is it? I feel like going on. <laughs> right, right, like, like, I don't care if you feel like going on or not. It's not about, you walk by faith and not by sight. You walk by faith and not by feelings. It ain't about if you feel like going on. You need to go on because God said it. He said all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to and harmony with his purpose. So you can't see it work out if you don't keep moving forward. You got to flow with the spirit. All right, what was I talking about? All right, so I, I, I was in this service. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in this service, uh, um, uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, Reverend Kenneth Hagen, uh, he was at this, at this church, um, and he did, uh, uh, his con <laughs> he did conferences, and he, he labeled them Holy Ghost meetings, because the goal would be for the Holy Spirit to show up. And so, so, so we're in a meeting, and, and I'd been around church, and at this particular time, I'm growing in church, and I've and I seen different things. I've I seen, uh, you know, the spirit move. Uh, I, I, you know, I was, I was an armor bearer at a church, and this guy, I'm going to give him props, uh, is Brad Fluke. He was a pilot, but he was a preacher, so he used to travel around preaching. And so uh, he, was, uh, he was an out-of-town guest. The pastor's out of town. I'm armor bearer. So I'm following him around, and, and, and Brad, uh, he's walking around, and he's walking around like this. He said, the spirit's on him, but he was like, he's, oh, he's the spirit's on me. But the whole time, now, see if I can do this. I, he was in the spirit. I'm not in the spirit right now. Um, so, but he was, he was, he's, he, he's, whoa, he's all on me. He's all on, he's about to be on you. And this person fall out. It's he, he, all on me. It's all on me. About to be on you. That person fall out. Oh, it's all on me. It's all on me. And then, you know, so, and I'm seeing these people falling out. Now, I'm behind him because I'm the armor bird just in case he falls or something like that. But I'm going to tell you right, when he turned, I turned over here. Because I was like, man, I can't, I'm, I'm supposed to be a sister's guy, man. I can't fall. And so he turned. I, I turned over here. I, you know, I was moving like, you know, I was Ali. You know what I'm saying? I, I was dancing. And so, man, this dude, he was, bam, he turned around hit me in my stomach. Like, I, mean, I couldn't get out the way. I hit the floor. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't get off the floor. No, seriously. I was, you know how, like, Picture me on my back with my hands up like this. I, I was on the floor like that, and I kept trying to get up. I felt like, uh, I can't think of the ride. What is it? Where you, where you stuck to the wall? 
Yeah, yeah, when well, you stuck to the wall. I felt like that. Now, listen, man, listen, I'm from Newark. I don't believe all this stuff. Right? So, so but it, it happened to me. It was foolishness. It was demonstration of power. What could I say? This is real. So, so I go to this Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> we ran this morning. So I go to this Holy Ghost meeting, and, uh, and so the man of God is praying for people. Uh, Reverend Kenneth Hagin, he comes down. <laughs> Got to do Kenneth Hagin, you know, Kenneth Hagin. Now, God has his ears. He, he, you know, he, he just takes his time. So he comes down. When he comes down, he lay hands on this row. Well, I said the row, but he really laid hands on the person at the edge of the row. They fell down like dominoes. I was like, oh, got to be some power there. But I'm, I'm sitting back maybe where you are. Well, I'm probably further back, but let's just use where you are. And so he laid hands on this eye. And he laid hands on this eye. I told you the story before. And again, I'm, I'm a former math guy. I'm a logical person. You know, I remember the graphs, the angles, the right angles, stuff like that. When he gets about right here, I go, I'm right there. So, so I kind of counted the rows, and I was maybe seven seats in and counted the seven seats in. I said, well, I'm pretty much at the same range as the person on the end of that aisle that fell. I go, I don't feel nothing. Now, I ain't say it out loud, but, you know, just, you know how we do when we're sitting in a God be moving, we'd be like, okay, prove me. I said, I don't feel nothing. I said, I should, if that person is feeling something, why am I not feeling nothing? I said, I don't know, man. Did they just fall down because the other person fell down? You know, that just crossed my mind. I don't know what y'all would have thought, but that's what I thought. You said probably the same. So, so, so he gets to my aisle. When he stepped to the aisle, that's all he did. A wind went through the aisle, like, like literally my face was going like this. I was like, what in the world is this? I'm serious. I was, and a wind shot through, we all fell. I said, oh my God. And so, uh, so, so, uh, so that night I go out and, uh, you know, we, we go to get in the car. So I just go get in the car. Now, the service over. Now, now, while he was laying on folk, people laughing in the spirit, drunk in the spirit is what they call it. Yeah, laughing in the spirit, people running around, whatever. You know, I just fell out. We got up, going out to get in the car. Put the key in the ignition, I start laughing uncontrollably. I couldn't stop. We get in the car, I'm now I'm driving. I'm laughing and crying. I'm crying so much, I put on the windshield wipers thinking, you know, <laughs> it would help me to see. We go to, uh, we just, I was just laughing. So we go to the Waffle House, I couldn't order. Every time they asked me what I wanted, I broke down and started laughing. It's packed, because that's the only place open in this particular, we was in Louisiana. At this time, there was no other restaurant. So everybody in there, everybody looking like, what's wrong with this guy? I could not order. So I knew something, take, something happened to me that I couldn't logically explain. So we go in the next day, and, and, and the next day, uh, we're in there, and I'm, I'm in this position where, I don't know, I'm 10 rows down, and, and so if you put these two rows together, I'm thinking I was probably that far in on the eye, or more. And so uh, Reverend Ken Pagan is preaching, and he, he has this guy that sings a, a, 
uh, Keith Moore, you know, demons are afraid of me, right? So, <laughs> right, so, so I love Keith Moore, right? So he said, Keith, it wasn't me, but he said, Keith, he said, come up, come up and uh, uh, share with us. So, so we didn't come for Keith Moore, but Keith Moore goes to share, and he starts talking about the move of the Spirit. And he says, man, when the Spirit is moving, you got to flow with the Spirit. He said, man, he, says, well, he said, like right now. And all of a sudden, the power guy hit people run all over the place. And I sense I was supposed to move, but logically, it's like 14 people in front of, so if they don't run out the aisle, can't, logically, I can't move. So I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, I just did a hallelujah. You, you know how we do, right? So then he goes back up. He said, listen, man, you got to understand how to operate when the spirit is moving. He said, you, when the spirit is moving, you may not feel nothing, but you're going to have to move. He said, it's like this. When the waves of the river are going, and you looking at it, you don't get wet looking at it. The only way you're going to get wet is to jump in. And when he said that, I, 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 I related. I understood it. I said, man, that's, that's deep. I said, man, you know what? If the spirit ever move in the future, I'm going to do that. This is what I said. I know I told the story before. And, um, but I'm thinking what? The opportunity for that happening has already passed. You know, I'm good. Man, as soon as he finished saying that, the spirit started moving again. So since I told the Holy Spirit, if it ever happened again, I'm going to move, the people still in the aisle, I just took a step. My feet were like, well, it was going faster than that. You know, I, just, I probably ran out of breath. But my feet just kept, I was like, what? I wasn't controlling my legs. And so the people trying to get out the aisle, I was creating a log jam. They're trying to get out the aisle because almost like I'm about to run them over. I get out the aisle and and my, I, that's my body. It wasn't me. I'm telling you, because, you know, I mean, I was northeast, you know. You, even in the spirit, you try to be cool, you know what I'm saying? But, but I, I, listen, arms flailing, people laughing at me. And then I fell out. I, this is a major conference. I fell out at the, at the man of God's feet. My wife said they had me on the video, almost like, you know, <laughs> I'm on my back with my feet up like this. But I'm saying... When the spirit moves, we have to learn to recognize the spirit and jump in, right? Recognize the Holy Spirit moving and jump in. See, looking, looking for a feeling or a logical understanding is not going to have us to, to flow in the spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is our power source. That's our power source. So too many people who receive like, um, like, like the indwelling and infilling, they don't reach their full potential in learning to cooperate with the Holy Spirit as a source of power. You don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit based on feeling or based on logic. Second Corinthians 5, let's go there real quick. You don't operate with the Holy Spirit based on feeling or logic. Now, why are we talking about the Holy Spirit? Because he's going to be moving. And, and, and so he's been, God's been preparing us for some things, you know, ones that we just talk about humility. Because um, some of this is, takes humility to act on what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. And it ain't going to logically make sense to nobody else. 
right? So 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Now, we could, uh, um, you know, just as a metaphor or simile or whatever, we can, we can say we walk by faith and not by feelings. We walk by faith and not by what we see, not what we logically or emotionally will understand. Uh, got this quote from uh, Kenneth Hagin. I was, uh, you know, he said, he said this uh, at a meeting. He says, uh, I had some of the greatest supernatural things happen when I felt no anointing or unction at all. Like I didn't feel nothing was going to happen. You know, we told you a story. We was in a Wadesboro ministering away at First Baptist and service was over. And I taught on faith. Well, I, I think I taught on uh, something about faith. Service was over. And actually, you know, it was, it, people, people seemed pretty excited. Uh, you know, word went forth, I'm done. Holy Spirit led me to pray for pe people. It was, the whole atmosphere changed. Just the obedience of going to pray for people. People falling out all over the place. This is not, again, you have different cultures. So in charismatic or word of faith or spirit-filled churches, stuff like that happened all the time. But in this culture, that's not how. So, so wasn't nobody just trying to do it just to, I'm a guest. I don't know. I know the pastor. I know his kids. I knew a couple of the deacons. I know these people. Me and my wife laying hands on them. They out. We was in a, a, a second Baptist in um, Toledo. Same thing. Service over. Holy Spirit had us pray. Not only was people falling out, but the Holy Spirit was saying stuff to them that only they knew. Only they knew. It, it wasn't Keith and Melanie. It was the Holy Spirit. We didn't even ask. Some people came and said, listen, I know how it is to be a man of God. I just want to let you know. No one knew what you said. And I just want to let you know that you heard from God. Now, God probably did that for me or for us so we would understand that, that it was God because you don't know. you just like, you want me to say what? I had to say something to the pastor's daughter. Now, I didn't want to say nothing to the man of God's daughter and it don't be right. Oh, dude, you never come here again. He's a charlatan. <laughs> Isn't that one of the words they use? He's a charlatan. He's a, yeah, no, no, no. But, but God, I, even the person that, that looked the most hard, like, oh, you're going to have to move me. That person went to his pastor and said, man, how would he even know this? But that's a person some people wouldn't even talk to because they're like, man, this dude, he ain't going to receive nothing. But it ain't about feeling. It's about flowing with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not about feeling. It's about flowing with the Holy Spirit. See, see uh, feelings and faith aren't equal partners. Feelings and faith aren't equal partners. Because sometimes when we feel we have the least faith, that's when we have the greatest. Sometimes we feel we have the least faith, that's when we have the greatest. See, faith isn't based on feelings. Feelings are the voice of the flesh. Feelings are the voice of the flesh. That's why the scripture tells us in Romans 6 to crucify the flesh. Because if we crucify the flesh, we crucify his voice also. Right? We crucify the flesh, we crucify his, the, the, well, it says mortify your members. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. And so let's look at Galatians 5. 
sometimes I'd be so rushing, I just emerging scriptures. Got thousands of scriptures in my head. So, but I know you guys are so loving and forgiving, and you understand you've been in this position a time or two. What I meant was, <laughs> right? So Galatians, Galatians uh, 5, verse 24. All right, it says, and they that are Christ have what? Crucified the flesh. Look, with the affections and the lusts, with all the emotions and the lusts attached. So when we're in Christ, we've crucified the flesh. We've crucified that voice that's constantly trying to get us in trouble. Remember, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak, right? Uh, Matthew 26, 41, right? So we don't want to feed the weak, the flesh. We want to feed the willing. See, the spirit, the, the spirit is indeed willing to, to, to guide us and to lead us. Remember, the, the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. John chapter 16, right? He'll show us things to come, right? So he's, he's guiding and leading us into not just all truth, but what level of obedience we need to operate. We must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is the key. With no consideration of the flesh. We must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit with no consideration of the flesh. This is what's been a sticking point for us. What you've been believing for, looking for, and what God wants to do in your life is on the other side of you following that leading. But we've been reserved, and then we go through bouts of frustration, depression, and, and we get thirsty, but the thirst was going to be quenched if we just followed the leading. And the reason why we can't trust the leading is because we haven't crucified that voice of the flesh. You see, so you can't trust the leading because you're like, was that, was that God or was that me? Well, I'm not sure because, I, you know, I did have a private session last night. Man, no, I, I'm not saying that from condemnation. I'm saying that's a reality. You understand? The reality is we yield to the flesh. The flesh gets a voice, gets, it, it gets a consideration. The reason I tell you crucify the flesh is because the flesh got a promotion in the Garden of Eden. When they ate the cheer, the knowledge of good and evil, now evil's an option. Reason's an option. There was no reasoning before that. That's why the scripture in Genesis 1 said, and it was good. Because it was all good before then. After that, now evil and bad and wicked, corruption and twisted is a consideration now. We're actually walking around, okay, now I know God wants me to do this, but hey, you know, I got to do a little something, something. Something, something wouldn't even have been a consideration. And we would all be living a fulfilled, powerful life. He said, have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. That was the instructions. Dominion, power, authority. This was right after, this was, he gave these instructions after he used power and then he made us in his image and after his likeness and if we only had Genesis 1 to reference what is his image and likeness like He's, he said that to be like that's power to be able to manifest something with your words you should know we've been manifesting stuff with our words all the time just the wrong things the thing that we greatly fear not greatly faith has been coming upon us because now flesh is a consideration. Flesh is going to introduce the worst case scenario. It's going to introduce something to greatly fear. The spirit is going to introduce what you should greatly fear.
and the, the flesh will convince you, man, it's all good. Man, just settle for this, baby. It's straight. As long as you feel good today. You know, man, don't even worry about fulfillment tomorrow. Fulfillment? Man, that's a fairy tale. I was about to use the, the N-word. It just felt like it flowed there. <laughs> right? Right. So, so, so you can't listen to the flesh at all. Kill the flesh, please. 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 <laughs> Right? All right, so so first uh, John two. This is really the foundation for what we're gonna talk about next week, but I just thought I wet you whistle a little bit. First John two. Because we gotta follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit didn't lead me to trash my glasses, but um it says, uh, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You have an unction from the Holy One. So that unction is the word knowing. So that, that's what moves you. There's an unction, there's a knowing that, that starts to, 1 John 2, 20. Yeah, what did I say? Oh, my bad, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. <laughs> This is my, yeah. All right, so, so, so this, this knowing or this unction has been um, in our life ever since we experienced the indwelling of the spirit. That's what takes place at the new birth. And we're going to get into the indwelling, the infilling, the outpouring uh, maybe next week. I don't think I have time this week. But so once that Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, he's there to lead you, to guide you, right? Right? To, to you know, to show you things to come. To be your advocate, your standby, your counselor, right? It says the spirit searches the deep things of God. So way beyond all this, all these layers and layers and layers of compromise and, and, and craziness that they're presenting to you. The spirit goes way beyond that and go, you need to make this move right here. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't care how it look. Do what I told you. And when you follow that unction, so that's why we, when we, we always talk about fighting the sea and, and we're going to talk about sanctifying ourselves. Man, it's not just a, for some religious practice. So we can walk around and look more holy than anybody. That ain't what the goal is. The goal is all that junk gets out the way and it makes room for the spirit. And now you manifest as sons of God. That's why we're here. Walking in power and authority. Unstoppable. Right? That's what the goal is. So, but we got to be able to, to see that unction. So we have to, uh, just for the little bit of time I have left, we got to prepare our vessels to be able to flow with the Spirit. Prepare our vessels to be able to flow with the Spirit. Uh, uh, Benny Hinn, uh, I read a book, uh, Good Morning Holy Spirit. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, and in the book, uh, the quote is, there's a price to pay for the anointing. The anointing is the burden-removing, rope-destroying power of God. Right? So it's given to you to remove burdens and yokes. Right? So, so, so Christ, the word Christ means the anointed one and the anointing. Right? That's what Christ means. Burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. So think about it. Let's just, let's just be real, y'all. Let's be transparent. You know, I know everybody's not walking on water, but we've been carrying around a lot of burdens and yokes. We've almost mastered how to tolerate them. Like, and some of us are living as if the burdens and yokes don't even exist. 
we're so used to it. Like I told you when I had this, when I, when, when I ended up with a herniated disc, guy said, you got a high tolerance for pain, don't you? I said, yeah, how you know? He said, because you could have had this taken care of years ago. It would have never gotten this far. But I had a master how to live with it. I'm playing ball with it. Matter of fact, I would get on the court, stretch, still feel a, a tightness, but once I got rolling, I could play with the pain. I'm balling out there. And for years, but the whole time, that this is getting worse and worse. All them years of running in weight jackets and different things like that, playing out in playgrounds and, and you know, running on high rises, all those different things, it was catching up to me. And some of us have been doing some things that's been, is catching up to you. And God's saying, hey, I'm gonna give you an advanced cure. It's called the anointing. It's called the anointing. And, 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 and it'll, it'll, but, but there's a price to pay. And, and very few people are pray, paying the price. See, see, I, I think about this as, uh, it's, uh, I'll give you the passage. See, see, how much time I got left? First Chronicles 5, we'll just look at it. it it's, it's a benefit, Mr. Mark uh, earlier today said he realized he needs to read out loud more. So his ear gate is also experiencing what his eye gate is experience. Well, you got some people that are opposite. They need to read. <laughs> they listen to the word, but they don't read for nothing. They don't even read in church. <laughs> so your eye gate is not getting the whole thing is you wanted to engraft in you. You wanted to penetrate. You wanted to, we talked about this gift in the calling class. You wanted to be engraved in your heart. You wanted to be engraved in your heart. So a lot of times See, the things, you know, would it, you know they, some of y'all probably tried to experiment, put the penny on the uh, train tracks, and, they could, and the train couldn't even take out the image. See, so, so, so when, it's, when, it, when the word is engraved in you, the greatest pressures can't take it out. <laughs> All right, so, so 1 Chronicles 5, uh, That's not right. Second, Second Chronicles. My bad. I know I gave you all the wrong scripture up there. All right. It says, uh, and it came to pass, verse 11. <laughs> I did that again, didn't I? <laughs> verse 11. It says, it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were, keyword, sanctified, and did not and did not then wait by course. It says, and all the Levites, which were the singers, all of the uh, Asaph and Heman and Jadutham, uh, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed with white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 
120 priests sounding with trumpets. And it came even to pass as the trumpeteers and the singers were as one, key word as one, so we got sanctified and as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud. We talked about that this morning, sweetheart. Even the house of the Lord. Look. Verse 14, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. See, so again, there's a preparation for the anointing, but agreement is important. Remember we said, we talked about agreement earlier. There was one sound praising and singing to the Lord. So sometimes we too cool to praise. We got our stop point. Like we all got our, our flow. But what we're asking is, give your flow over to God's flow. You have a level of glory in your life. But the scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we're, as beholding his face in the mirror, we're changed from, from into his image, from glory to glory. So give up our glory for his. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. I know y'all don't have that scripture either up there. I keep saying that because I, I, don't, I don't want them to be struggling looking for scriptures, Okay. Uh, and for the people that are watching online. I, so, 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 so listen. God is about to move us all back into position. He's going to pull some out of complacency, some out of laziness, some out of slowfulness, some out of, hey, I got played the last time. He's going to pull some people out of that. Some of us got played, said we forgave the persons, but our actions show different. Because we haven't moved forward since. We're still under protective custody. Witness protection program. MIA, missing in action. Yeah, that same level of diligence and commitment we had at one time for the kingdom. Some of us, some of us have never been all in. But there's some people that's been all in. And God's saying, hey, it's time to return. Because I'm going to move in the spirit a certain way. I'm going to create a revival. Not the getting all, not, not revival week that they have traditionally. That, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. But he needs everybody in place. Now, the challenge is going to be, are you going to be willing to prepare yourself for the anointing? I'm not saying prepare yourself. Some of you prepared yourself to look good and you look well. Some of us have prepared yourself to have accolades, and listen, you have accomplished a lot. Some of us have pre prepared yourself just to, just to live in pleasure, and I'm sure you thought you were enjoying yourself. God is calling all of us from all these things back into position, but we got to be in agreement. So it's not, man, I'm, I ain't praising the Lord just because they're praising the Lord. It's called as one man, man. And if I, listen, I, don't, I don't know if I would recommend it or not, but when I pledged, I did learn something. Everybody has one. And see, ma'am, I'm a cerebral dude. So you gave me the history, Charles A. Brown, all that stuff. You gave me that? Uh, uh, give me the history, Crescent. Big brother. I, I, I get it there. But sometimes I got popped. Sometimes I got hit. You know why? They didn't know it. They set me up. They asked me first. And what I'm supposed to do, once I give the history, I'm supposed to pass it now. So somebody asked me a question. So, so when was your mother born? March 4th. March 4th. Not, look, no time to consider nothing. 
The person gets March 4th, they don't go, what's March 4th and why did you tell me that? All they, all they need is March 4th. Somebody comes up to them, asks them a question, they answer based on whatever the information they were given. Not based on what they think about it, not based on considerations, not based on their feelings or their intellect. Just give them what was given to you. So what the Holy Spirit says, just do it. Speak it. Act on it. Instead of, I learned that, actually I learned that in, in a fraternity. Brown. I still don't know what brown means when it gets to the end. Of, when I, the, hey, the guy would ask me a question, run out to the end of the line. And we had brown, 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 brown. When he gets to the end of the line, hey, hey, what's his favorite color? Brown. He don't know if it is or not. He just know that's what was communicated to him. We had to be as one. Hey, if I heard down there, and see, I also started listening. If I heard, I started listening. I started listening. If I heard down there, that guy did not know the history. When he got to me, well, what's the history of such and such? I don't know, big brother. Because he didn't know. We're as one. It ain't about me gloating. It's about me harmonizing. See, see, this, this has nothing to do with our individualism and our philosophies. Oh, I'm the type of person. I don't even do a role like that. I appreciate that. In your own individual life, that's cool. But when you're trying to move in the power in the kingdom, you can't do it without the kingdom. You can't do it without the people of the kingdom. You can't do it. It's impossible. Even if you elevate, who are you serving? Who's going to follow you? Who's going to flow? People like you. So if you up and down, inconsistent, sometimes in, sometimes out, sometimes in agreement, sometimes not, you have a bunch of people following you that's, that they flow just like you, but they all have their own individual flow. See, a leader with nobody following is just taking a walk. That's John Maxwell. That's not Keith Bradley. Right? And so we don't realize we're setting up everything in our lives by how we are now. Some of us are reaping the harvest of how we've always been. I don't know why they act like that. Uh, peel back the layers of the tape. Let's, hey, let's go to the videotape, Minister Lamar. <laughs> who, who was that? Warner Wolf? Let's go to the videotape. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all yeah, are older, so y'all might not know who Warner Wolf is. Google it. <laughs> right? Right. What, what I'm saying is, let's, let's, hey, 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 let's get back to flowing. See all this crazy out here? Can, can the Holy Spirit move you? Can he move you to move and create power to change somebody's life? Was that yes? <laughs> Was that a yes? <laughs> so we're going to spend some weeks talking about flowing. I just wanted to set a foundation. <laughs> just wanted to set a foundation. Yeah, because we, we, man, we got to come up out of our funks. We got, I, I, listen, I wasn't there, but I apologize for all the people that did you wrong. We ain't there no more. I, yeah, I might give you the truth and love, but man, I'm not, I love you. If you, if you, no, I can't sing that song in the church, but y'all know what I mean. If you don't know me by now. <laughs> See, I, I listen to all this stuff, so, it, so it's still sometimes resonating in my head, but I will not sing it in church, right? But, but I'm saying like, 
Let, let, okay, let's do it. Let's, let, let's finally do it. You got, I, man, you got all these gifts. Man, I, I'm, I'll be asking y'all questions for a reason. You're being set up for something. I hope you, you embrace everything God has given you to equip you for what he's about to do in your life. Amen. I just hope, I, I, I hope you don't get so caught up in your, in, in, in your previous accolades. And, and, and listen, do you know, man, like, uh, we're going through Mass Life class. Uh, I remember I was giving people the book, uh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I just kept giving it to them. Man, man, you want to grow? You want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? I wake up every day, I talk to the Holy Spirit. Man, get, hey, grab this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. One day the Holy Spirit said, Dude, when's the last time you read that book? I said, man, that's a good point. Honestly, and then I read it, it was like I never read it. I'm making a point. All this information that we all have to this point, it ain't on that much recall, or you wouldn't need a script to communicate it. God's trying to bring us someplace. He's going to use everything you've experienced and, and utilize that to finally get you where he wants you. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. But you're going to have to be able to flow in the spirit. Amen. This ain't something you can control with your head or your emotions. Hey, you can't manipulate your way through this one. Amen. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Everybody got different types of manipulation. You got the sympathy hustle. Y'all know the sympathy hustle. You're playing the victim. Right? You know that one, right? You got the intimidating hustle. You know that you, you know you pretty much punk everybody. You know that, right? Right? You you got the gift of gab hustle. You know, like you 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 don't navigate you 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 so you so tricky with it, the person's like, was I was I did I say that? I guess I did say that. Maybe I did say that. I'm not sure. That did, did I my bad. I'm sorry. Person be done apologizing, they ain't do nothing wrong. No, 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 that ain't gonna get you in on it on, on this one. Because the Holy, you know how you go through those uh, uh, metal detectors at, at, the, uh, at, at, the, at the airport? Well, well, you know, if, if you're not yielded, right? If you're not totally yielded with all your heart and your mind and soul, right? There's a, there's, there's a front detector or a not all in detector. He'd be like, <laughs> I can see the Holy Spirit standing there like, you know how they be having the little things on with the wands? Like, man, I don't even need to use the wand, dude. Listen. Go back when you empty, empty your, your, your flesh pockets and then come back to You know, because everybody everybody's not winding, right? Some people are like, seriously, man, go back out there and figure out what you got on. You, you're making too much noise. Like, it's time. I, I'm, listen, advanced information. This is some advanced information. And if you take heed, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> we take heed. Oh, power's going. Listen, folk going to be driving by and come in. They're going to drive by and come in like, like is, is everything okay? Yeah, we're fine. Because your building was, looked like it was shaking and moving. You see, you think I'm making that up. I've seen that. People going to be driving by. I don't know. But I, was just, I, was driving, I was just going out to get a beer. And the Lord told me to come into this, come in here. I don't know, for some reason, I just came in here. What's going on in here? Wow. Amen. Was it God's trying to tell me something? <laughs> I can sing that in church, right? Can I? <laughs> all right, let's stand on your feet. That's all. 